Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 42 of the 167 Podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church, and I am with our media pastor, my friend, Josh Harrell. Hello, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's going fantastic. Sweet. <laughs> it's going good. Um, hey, before we go much further, I have to say this. I just okay. have to say this. Okay. Your Auburn Tigers, they, they what? It they, was a win. <laughs> they, they got a W. It was a win. They that's, got a W. That's all that really matters, I guess, right? Um, yeah. If, I mean... 14 points in less than a minute. That's there you kind go. of impressive. You're such an optimist. I like it. I, I am an optimist by nature. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good. If I'm Bo Nix, I'm a little nervous. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, that guy just like... Came in and took care of business. Cam Newton the game. Like, <laughs> but did he jump up into the stands with the fans? Because no. that's a Cam Newton move. But, but. Do, you, have you, do you know the story of the picture? No. Of him jumping in the audience? Uh-uh. Bo Nix is one of the people right beside him as like a twelve year old boy. No way. Yeah. Serious. Yes. Yeah. Like if you if you oh. look at the picture, Bo Nix is right there. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I guess if I, if I followed Auburn more deeply, I would probably know that information. Yeah. So, but that's cool. The like five Auburn fans there at church are going yes. Yes. And then there's like all the listeners who are like, I don't even like football. Please be quiet. Please get to the point. I don't know. There's probably less of those people than Auburn fans. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> well, hey, Porch Community, we're glad that you're part of today's episode. Um, in episodes 40 and 41, I got to share my story. And I think just by the simple fact that I am almost twice as old, not quite, um, as Josh, it was a two-parter. Uh, but today we have the great privilege of Josh sharing his story, his journey of faith uh, up to this point. And so I'm excited, Josh, to hear, um, you know, it's not like we sit there and rehearse beforehand, like to each other, what exactly oh, yeah. we're going to say. So, um, and we, we have notes sometimes and bullets and things to share, but um, I, I look forward to hearing hearing you share. So, um, but yeah, we thought this kind of came on the heels of two things. One um, being, this was one of the requests of, hey, what would you like to hear us talk about on the podcast? Yeah. And two, um, after uh, the Sunday in our current series, Eight Traits of a Disciple, and we talked about sharing our story and yep. the importance of yep. that. Yep. And so it was like, hey, let's let's do that. So uh, without further ado, uh, Joshua, I'm excited to hear yeah, the story of what God's Because it's done. interesting, like... We, before we share our stories, we know the highlights of both of our stories, probably. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but, like, I knew, found out a lot of information about your story that I didn't know because we never really, like, dove into your story right. specifically. Right, right. So, I don't know if you'll learn anything different about me that you don't already know, mm-hmm. but well, it'll if, be fun. Well, if I don't... I I'll, I can I'll make up things yeah, if I don't yeah, you if, know yeah makes makes stuff I'll be up. like remember that time you worked for the circus yeah and then we'll go yeah you I went on the road worked for peanuts yeah and they made fun of your ears and it was just sad oh hang on that's another that's another story well, now I have an ear your issue. ears are fine <laughs> Dumbo anyway uh, go ahead <laughs> Dumbo <laughs> I was making a Dumbo reference uh, I really yeah, wasn't yeah. talking about your uh-huh. ears but um so 
Um, my faith journey is kind of, you know, you had a clear start mm-hmm. to your faith journey. Yep. Uh, mine doesn't have a start that I actually know of. Mm-hmm. Because um, like a lot of listeners it, that are listening, my story starts before I was born. My mm. faith journey starts before I was born. Yeah. Like, um, my parents uh, got married in the church that I was born into, mm-hmm. and they're still there. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember my first time going to church or even the first time I heard the gospel. Yeah, yeah. So my story starts before I have memory. Which basically. is really cool, and I think a lot of people... Yeah, I... Know exactly what you're talking you about. You know, I, I used to joke that say my story was boring because it doesn't have any uh, exciting ups or downs or anything like that. But it mm. it's it ha it has incredible, amazing God power ups. Yeah. And it does have downs. Sure. But my story probably is more common than yes. people with like incredible mm-hmm. event driven testimonies. Yeah. You know, and I think, um, and I don't want to take away from anything you're about to really go into, but um, when we, when people try to disqualify themselves and go, I don't really have a testimony, mm-hmm. um, that's when you say, No, you do. Yep. Like, and and that's not, you know, even in my community group, when when we had that conversation several weeks ago, there there was like half and half were like. We had stories, like story stories, and the other half were like, I don't really have one. We're like, no, but you do. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Yep. But it's all the same. Like we, Whether you have a story, whether it's 140 chapters or two chapters, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's that we need a Savior. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yep. Uh, so I, I was born in Douglas without... Douglas, America. Douglas, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Without any um, cognitive reference point of going to church, I attended Eastside Baptist Church mm-hmm. on every Sunday, every Wednesday. If the doors were open, the Harold family was there. We sat on the fifth row of mm. the left side of the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And um, one big thing that has always stuck with me is that my dad was a truck driver. Yeah. And that um, he wasn't always there on Sundays because he was working. But if he was home on Sunday, he didn't, like the family didn't stay at home to have family time. Mm. He was the first one up in a suit, you know. Yeah. So Sunday mornings, the Harold family was at church. We're we're on the fifth row. Mm-hmm. I grew up going to a program that at least me and Justin know of. It's called Awana. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? A lot of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, if you don't know what that is, that is basically like Bible. Is it drill. like ambassadors? Do you have? Were their names for the? Yeah. So guys were called one thing, and girls were. Yeah. Yeah, so when you started, you yeah. were a Sparky, which was like yes, okay, the K through fifth. No, I think it's before third grade. Yeah, before that is called Cubbies. Yes, which is like, like preschool, preschool and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then you have Sparkies, which might go through third grade, and then um, bef- while I was there, before um, they changed names of things because of uh, like references to Indians, it was. Like, I want to say we were, like, chiefs mm-hmm. in third through fifth grade, and the girls were something else, you mm-hmm. know, like... Squaws? No, no, they didn't call them No, that, but, but yeah. I, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but I went through that from uh, kindergarten through fifth grade, and it was a time of, like, learning mm-hmm. um, Bible 
like Bible drills, mm-hmm. learning, memorizing Bible verses every week. You got awards. You went to a one Olympics. You learned how to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag, and then you had to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the Christian flag because both of those are in the sanctuary. Mm. So you need to know both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, going through that, and as far as I'm aware, that's just what you do. Like all my, I had like five main friends going through grade school. We mm-hmm. all went to the same church. <laughs> For a while, we went to the same church school that was a part of our church. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the same Sunday school class, so I saw these people literally all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then third grade, I went to one of these things called a judgment play. Have you ever heard of those? <laughs> it sounds like is this like one of those like Halloween like hell houses or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So basically, like it's this play. And we're gonna scare the hell out of you. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. That, That's that was it. the intention of it. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And you watch this play, and it's and it's situations of people dying. Oh, yeah. And then they go to yeah. the Great White Throne Judgment. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, some people would go, and they'd go tell Jesus who they were, and like, oh, you're in. And then some angels would come with... Well done, my good and faithful servant. Yep, and they'll go get pulled into this room that had a white light, and oh, that was good. I never knew you. Was exactly. And then this, and they went whole hog oh, on, my like, this devil makeup. Uh-huh. And like he was scary, like they had a fog I mean, machine, sure. and a red light, and I'm in third grade, and I'm like nine, so I'm like uh. watching this, and I'm going, oh, you know. <laughs> and then after the fact, they go, "Do you not want to? You don't want to go with the devil, oh, wow. right?" Well, no. Yeah, so let <laughs> come say a prayer with us, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll lead you to Jesus. Whew. So of course, nine year old me was like, "I don't want to go hell," <laughs> right? So I go back and I go to this weird room, and they give me this little card and they say, say this prayer. And I'm like, uh, dear God, I'm sorry for everything I've done, everything mm-hmm. I will do. Please save me from myself or something, mm-hmm. something like that. And they go, yep, cool. <laughs> I'm like, that's all I got to do. And, that, and they go, yep. Well, you got to go get baptized. And then they go, so that's mm-hmm. the first act of obedience is getting baptized. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it was like two or three weeks later. Um, and it just so happens all my friends are getting baptized at the same of time. So there's like 10 of us. Yeah, yeah. So we're all getting baptized. and So basically you were like, you were in third grade, but you were almost like middle school girls where you move in packs at like... Oh, yeah. At little, at, at church functions. Like yeah. if like one girl goes up to pray, like 19 of her friends go up and pray with her and then they all move back. And Yeah, so and, and I was like the only boy. You're third grade. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So like, it, it, but we were pretty tight five. Yeah, okay, I need to ask a question, but I don't want to distract no, you. No, go ahead. I mean, yeah, detract you. you. I yeah. don't know. So this, this judgment play, mm-hmm. okay, um, would you uh, take Adeline... To something like that today. No. Okay. Because it was complete emotional... Uh, Manipulation? Ju- yeah. I mean, I don't mean that in the... Uh, and I'm sure I there's d- probably people listening going, no, oh, that thing... I mean... There, there should be an age limit or age mm-hmm. requirement because mm-hmm. I didn't... Would you? So would you take third grade Adeline? No. Okay. Maybe... Maybe middle grade. school? Oh, wow. Because you... Not like, even middle school. Well, yeah. I, I don't remember the content. All I know sure. is I didn't want to <laughs> It scared them. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So I can't even say, like, I'm trying to think of an age when I would have understood mm-hmm. what was actually happening mm-hmm. and why why they were creating fear. Mm-hmm. And did any of the... Besides the visual um, experience of it... Was it was all visual. Okay. But the information that came with it, like 
if you, if you believe, th- this is the way you go. If you don't, this is like you knew you already knew that information. Yeah, because I've been taught it for so long. Uh, so you were like seeing it kind of. You were seeing it played so, out. Seeing it played out, correct. Okay. And, and one thing that um, it kind of started with this, uh, and it it actually plays along in my story mm-hmm. is I know all this stuff. Well, there's even Bible verses that talk about knowledge knowledge mm. the demons and devils knowing yeah who jesus is but oh you say that there is one god good because even the book even yeah. the demons believe in exactly it's in it's in the book of james Whew. so like i know this at third grade josh level and i go mm-hmm. so i'm already well i know all this stuff but they say i have to do this mm-hmm. to make it work legitimate basically mm-hmm. all right so let's do that so prior to you going into that room and reading the card and saying the prayer you do not have a recollection of you going okay i believe no that jesus okay to, to, so to the memory that i have in my head i don't have a yeah. recollection of that ha- of that process being in my head myself mm-hmm. but you knew the information yes and you believed it you just hadn't like i had no reason not to believe it yeah that's real yeah yeah i mean it was yeah. life like, so would you call that moment your moment of salvation uh no i have a moment of salvation okay we'll later. get there okay yeah. like i said i didn't want to i, I didn't want to take away but i thought just ha- discussing that the judgment play i would i would honestly say that I don't want to call it my moment of salvation, but I will call it, um, and this is kind of cliche mm-hmm. in today's terms, but it was almost like a spiritual awakening. Yeah, yeah. Like I finally, I finally understood that something was like it was so visual that I, mm-hmm. that it made what was going on real. Mm-hmm. Like I understood that uh, all the songs that Sunday school was making me sing and all that had a purpose. Right. You know. Right. Okay. So, good stuff. So we go and get baptized and all that good stuff, and then nothing changes for me outside of I have this little sheet of paper. Um, I've been dunked, and people were happy for me and all that. Mm-hmm. Nothing really changes. I didn't know anything about what being a safe person was. Mm-hmm. You know, I, because, you know, nothing, there is no next steps for that for a third grader, really. Yeah. In the church I I grew mean, you up continued in. going to Awana, yeah, I guess. Yeah, continued going to Awana. I mean, I was church ex- stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was expected to do better at memorizing Bible verses, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I did all that. That was easy because that was just basically school, you know? Right. It was just another level of school. Yeah, yeah. So I go, so basically I'm on coast mode from birth to fifth grade, not really. Mm-hmm. Not really questioning anything, not really changing right. anything. Which is probably fairly common. Yeah. I mean, but for most, I think regardless of the background, like, you know, whether you're Baptist or Methodist or whatever, like if you've raised in in the Christian environment, I, I, I could see that that word coast, I think, is a good yeah. a good term for, for some people. But I have enough, I have enough information and knowledge in my head to be scared. Ah, of, you know, repercussions of not living the right life, repercussions mm-hmm. of not actually having a relationship, and you know that would actually mm-hmm. keep me up at night because, like, what if I've what if I didn't confess a sin and I die? Like, yeah. what's going to happen? What 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 if that I died and I wasn't really saved? Mm, okay. You know? Yeah. And and I and I lived my life in iniquity. 
Mm. Oh, you know, you, you're throwing out the words now. Yeah. Um, well, but that's I was, right. I was fluent in Christianese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as a child, yeah. like my Bible knowledge was pretty is pretty strong. Uh huh. Well, so, um, so you didn't have what we would say is an assurance of no, your salvation. No. You had a, a just enough information to, like you said, be scared. Yeah. Of dying, of hell, of. It, Eternal would, damnation? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That yes. one, yeah. <laughs> um, it was more that I had enough information to be on the same level as a demon, but not enough mm. to be a Christian. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So then fast forward to sixth grade. Dun, dun, dun. It's middle school. Middle school. So Time that, for your changing body. Well. <laughs> hey, guys. I mean, You're in middle school. I'm still going through some of that crap. <laughs> People are going, you know, Shannon, you sure are interjecting a lot for Josh's story. I'm good with it. <laughs> but sorry, so you shouldn't mute my mic. So um, youth at Eastside Baptist Church was a big deal, kind of mm-hmm. like it is here, right? Like we were the biggest, and we called it youth. So I'm not going to use the term students. We were the biggest youth group in town mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. We had a youth pastor like Justin, like who was super energetic and and he could, like people were drawn into him, drawn into his wife, and like mm-hmm. their ministry was flourishing. He would he basically lived the motto before you put a put words to it, and when you said when you said it, it immediately make the, made me think of him. Mm-hmm. Anything but sin, I'll do anything short of sin. Yeah. Tell the gospel. Yeah. And this guy was Well, that, that. wasn't my saying. I stole that from Craig well, Rochelle, but yeah. I heard you say it first. <laughs> uh, like, he would give money out. We'd play these crazy youth games. Like, if you've ever heard of Chubby Bunny, like, we were like... <laughs> Isn't that, like, illegal now? I think, I think so. Uh, <laughs> do the gallon challenge, you know. Oof. We, we did it all. Right. Like, it was really cool. Like, you drew student... You drew youth in, Yeah, they, they drew youth in. But I was a middle school kid, so I wasn't... I wasn't very high on his radar. Yeah. And then he left, like Aww. sixth or seventh grade. And you never want to be the guy behind the guy. <laughs> yeah, because just the, the yeah. standard is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this guy probably was fantastic. Yeah. You know, but he was there from seventh to eighth grade. He wasn't there very long. Mm-hmm. And he was just a complete opposite because that's what the senior pastor wanted at the time. Mm. And it just kind of derailed everything and kind of left me with like a sour taste in my mouth for youth ministry mm-hmm. or and the church in general because it, it I just watched the thing implode. Yeah. And I was kind of not saying I was done with church, but I didn't really see... You were see, jaded? Yeah, I didn't really see any purpose yeah. for it, you know, because we had... Like, I, the people that were there, I guess, were there for the pool tables and the ping pong tables and the fun games <laughs> and the money. Yeah. And then when that went away, they were gone. Oh. So I was like, well... I mean, am I here for the wrong reasons yeah. and stuff like what that? What grade were you in at this point? Seventh or eighth. Now, had you started swimming yet? Uh, I started swimming when I was five. Oh, so okay. So I'm, I'm doing all this and uh, swimming, and then when swimming and my faith intersect is in high school. Okay, okay. But um, so I'm uh, doing, going through uh, seventh and eighth grade year, just kind of trying to figure out my place in the church because I'm not going to leave uh i don't have that option my parents this is the church that Mm -hmm. we go to church is not a thing i can't leave it 
So try to find somewhere to go. And one of the things that I kind of latch on to is like running, I don't even know if it was PowerPoint at the time, just running <laughs> slides for the church. Yeah. And that was my identity at church for four or five years, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of where that kicked off. Gotcha. Um, it it kind of kept me engaged. Mm-hmm. And then after seventh or eighth grade year, we had um, a new youth pastor come in, and he had actually grown up in the church. Our dads worked together. Um and he was actually <clears throat> one that started challenging me spiritually. Okay. So that this is this is the part where I start growing spiritually. Like the discipleship, the mentorship yes, starts yes, to yes, really. Yes. So me and him <clears throat> become really tight. And uh he starts like we go through um the entire gospel of John for like a year. Wow. And we start we start in, in verse one and then we we'd go through it. But since I was on the tech team, he would do a Bible study with the tech team that was doing, or he would do a Bible study of what he was going to preach on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. because Wednesday night was still the youth night that that time. Yeah. We'd have to do a Bible study with him before, so we understood what he was preaching and what he was teaching before he actually did it in case someone asked us a question because we were considered leaders mm-hmm. of the ministry. So we had to know exactly what was going on before. And that's when, like, I was actually challenged to grow um, spiritually and at that time was becoming a leader in the church, per se, in the youth program, mm-hmm. and allowed to grow a little bit. And then also at this time, um, one of the high school kids, one of the upperclassmen at the time, uh wanted to do one-on-one mentoring with me. So cool. he would come over to my house and we'd do a study and it's kind of like that Joshua's men thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember who does it, but it was called significant five. And, yeah. and it'd be like one-on-ones with five people. Yeah. It was, it was a whole thing. But that was when I really started growing and I started learning about myself and it as a Christian and realizing that I wasn't saved. Oh, Okay. So through through me trying to grow spiritually, I realized how spiritually dead I am. So how did you, in coming to that realization, how did you take into consideration what happened at the uh, judgment play and Awana and all those things? Like, what brought you to go, you know what, I'm not saved? Uh, the lack of fruit. Okay. Um, there, there, were, there were boxes checked. Mm-hmm. But there was no fruit or growth. Okay. You know, I mm-hmm. could I could spit out what you know the Romans road and sure. all that good stuff. I mean, right. I I could repeat verbatim mm-hmm. all that stuff, but there was no, there was nothing there. If I wasn't plugged into the church scene, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know I was at church. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. So basically, dealing. With not having uh, spiritual fruit, not having spiritual growth, you know, one night I just couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. Mm. And then clear as day. That was the Holy Spirit working on you. Well, and it's the first of two times mm-hmm. I've heard a ver- verbal voice. Woo! And that gives me goosebumps. And he said, wake up. Or, I'm, I'm, that, I'm not asleep, but I'm not the guy, like, I'll just lay in bed. Uh-huh. Until I fall asleep. Yeah. And it was wake up, get up. Go get your Bible. Mm. 
And then I just I and I start reading Luke. <laughs> and I start reading the story of Jesus in I don't know why, but it was different. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. finally understood everything that I'd been taught. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when you're like taught something in math and then all of a sudden it clicks? No. <laughs> or whatever subject. <laughs> and you just have this yes, m- moment I, that it yes, clicks. Yes. And you go, oh. Yep. And I had this aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. And like I just get overwhelmed with emotion and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Mm. And that is. That's your moment. That's my moment. That's awesome. And when he was telling you to wake up, he wasn't just telling you to wake up and get out of bed. He was telling you to wake up. Yeah, exactly. In your life. Yeah. Be- because That's I was... That's cool. And, and I tell you, for whatever reason, I don't know why it was stuck in my head, but the senior pastor at the time was talking about the letter that Paul wrote to somebody, and I want to say it's in Romans, mm-hmm. about hardening hearts. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I've tried and tried and tried. Yeah. Oof. And... Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. And I, and I firmly believe that this was the last one. Wow. Um, I would I mean, hope that his grace would continue on. But yeah, but you felt that, that like, okay, I have all the information. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, no fruit. Yeah. And so, something needed to change. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm. So I wake up uh, and... Literally. Yep. Spiritually. Spirit, spiritually, physically, and... And I'm just overcome wow. with this emotion, and then I... And how I, old are you at this point? 13 or 14. Okay. And then I go... I get it. Hmm. <laughs> and everything I know isn't the, what led me to this point. It's what he did for me mm-hmm. led, led me to this point. Right. And I wake up, and I go talk to the youth pastor uh, that day or something because it's not it's not weird for me to just show up at the church on Tuesday mm-hmm. because I do all the things we hang out all the time right like, like me being in church is pretty common right at this point um and I just talked to him like that he goes that's it <laughs> you did it yeah and um at the Baptist church you know you can get baptized as many times as you want and he says do you want to get baptized again I'm like nah <laughs> I don't I don't want to make us yeah, it was kind of like it was kind of a moment of embarrassment. It was like I I got baptized, but it wasn't real, and now it's real. I don't want to embarrass myself. Right. It's like okay, cool. You've done it already. There you go. And um, my salvation moment has been pretty private up until this second. <laughs> you know, most people think most people that the church I grew up with still believe it's that it was third grade Josh. Yeah. That got saved then. Yeah. And it was eighth or ninth grade, Josh. Yeah. Um, so then I'm growing up and I'm getting more and more into swimming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point where, you know, you kind of have to decide, are you, are you a swimmer mm-hmm. or what are you? And it was a struggle mm. to decide how can I be a swimmer and be a Christian? Because, you know, in high school sports... It's all or nothing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, when I came to that realization that I wanted to be a Christian that is a swimmer, Mm -hmm. the coach was really cool with it. I just come come to practice early. So So what do you mean by you had to choose? Because I mean, I don't really know a lot about swimming, but it takes time. Yeah. Tons Uh, of time. Yeah, tons of time. 
And so it, if you had been, all right, if you had gone the, I'm, I want to go full bore, uh, swimming, I want to get, you know, like division one scholarship, you know, train Olympics, you know, like how would that have been? Like, are you not there on Sundays now? Are you, cause you're swimming? Like, I would have moved. Okay. Yeah. I would have had to move to a, um, town like Atlanta or Charlotte right. or something like that. Okay. And then it would have been two days. Right. Uh, seven days a week. What you're swimming before school and after school. Yep. You have weights. Like I was already swimming once a day with weights for swimming during school. Gotcha. Then it'd be before and after school. You couldn't miss a practice or Mm -hmm. you'd be penalized. Um, (laughs) seven days a week. Yeah. Even Christmas, you know, like stuff like that. Okay. So So I think that helps the, the, all of us go, okay, now I understand what you mean. Yeah. Cause it it was going to be. You know, we talk about Jesus being an all-consuming fire. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that want to <laughs> consume you completely. The swimming pool would kind of have quenched that fire. The all-consuming. Well, it would have it would have consumed me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. it was a it was a thing. So did that for a while. Kind of battled with that, but at this point, I'm pretty strong in uh, where I'm going internally. Mm-hmm. So I get to so I choose to dive into. Uh, the stuff we talked about is like secondary stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like you're like, Calvin. okay, I am saved, saved, saved. Yep. So yeah. now let's talk about Calvinism versus Arminianism. Uh-huh. Let's talk about new earth versus old earth. Let's talk about all the stuff people want to fight over. You mean not the dogma, but the doctrine. Yes. And the opinion. Yes. Yeah. So I dive headfirst into guys like Matt Chandler, mm-hmm. Francis Chan, mm-hmm. John Piper, Robbie Zacharias, Mark Driscoll. Mm-hmm. I've bought 10 to 15 books about these guys. You know, and just mm-hmm. consuming everything that they want and, or they they talk about. And it was kind of my way of, and I get really into um, reform theology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm actually growing up in an Arminius church <laughs> with an Arminius pastor. So it's... And was that evident? No, I had no idea. Okay. Uh I didn't know that until I was talking to him at some kind of thing that... He's like, no, I'm Armenian. And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah, I, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> but, um, so we're talking about all that, and, or I'm going through all that, and I've kind of inadvertently mm-hmm. started worshiping these guys. Mm. And I care more about this. Like, I'd read, like, when I started... I'd read something and then go look at the Bible and see what it says. Mm-hmm. And then I just got to where I was reading these because they referenced verses. Sure. So I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. So then I got into almost, no, not almost. I was worshiping these guys, mm-hmm. you know, and what they were saying and how. You start if, quoting Ravi and Mark and yeah, Matt and yeah. versus. Versus Jesus. John and Luke. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm so sucked up into these guys. Like I'm going to like. We're going to conferences. We're going to Atlanta. Like, mm-hmm. we're going backstage to when these guys are speaking. Like, I've met all these guys, mm-hmm. except for Mark. I've never met Mark, mm-hmm. but I've met every other one of them. And um, just sucked into every, like, every what, book they read. What wrote. Can, can you put a, what drew you to that? It was different than what I was getting at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it was, it was, I never really. Re- and it's popular, right? Yeah, among um, among, among circles. Yeah, among. Uh, oh no, it's it's popular. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in um, Christianity, among college kids that I was kind of like drawn to, mm-hmm. like look at these guys. 
Yep. This was it. This is what they were talking about. This was that. So yep. I wanted to draw myself into it. And so that young, restless, and reformed crew was starting to come. It was, ta- it was taking like it yeah. took root hard. And so, and those were your, group. those were kind of your role models. Or yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, yeah. I'm still close to several of them. Right. Right. So, um, listening. So these guys were um, was going to these conferences, learning all about that stuff. Kind of, and I was completely losing track of where I am as a Christian, mm-hmm. and that whole, and because. This stuff is like, well, you didn't do it. God did it. God called you. Mm-hmm. All this um, uh, predestination stuff and stuff like that. And I go, well, what if I'm not one of those people that he picked and I'm just living a lie? Oh, so, gosh. <laughs> so from eighth grade to tenth grade, I'm good. But then tenth grade through halfway through college, the whole, well, even the demons know who he is. It's so pretty, you were back there again. I was back there again. Wow. Wow. So your understanding of or what you what you thought you understood about um free will and versus, you know, God's predetermining everything. Yeah, and see played into that? Well, this was also the first time I've ever actually looked into it. Mm-hmm. You know, he the senior pastor might have preached on it. But but it, who, your brain, yeah, you yeah, didn't take it in. I didn't yeah. take it in. Yeah. But this is like the time that, you know, you start thinking about that stuff outside of mm-hmm. believing things because your parents told you to. You know, this is where that kind of started. Right. And I went and I gravitated. I didn't go uh, away from the church. I went fundamentalist, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, well, what if I'm not one of the elect? Mm. Yeah. You know, and, and that's yeah. where I went. And so... Because I I decided to stray away from the Bible teachings and into these guys single handedly, mm-hmm. it, their interpretation of yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. it it pulled it pulled me back to the doubts I had bef- before my saving moment yeah so even though these guys to whatever extent we want to talk about certain a couple of them I mean most of their stuff was dogma sound to an extent. Yeah, I mean, none of them were denying the the uh, the that, Trinity, the, exactly. the the inerrancy of Scripture. Yeah. You know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I mean, yeah. So, from none uh, of them. Yeah, from a sound from a Scripture standpoint, no one would get would second guess mm-hmm. me reading these people mm-hmm. because they assume if you're reading Piper, you're going to go back to the Bible. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. I was just reading their stuff. You were just reading Piper. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd I'd read like. Uh, and Piper would tell you, "Don't do that." Yeah. <laughs> you would say, they, no, you didn't really, you know, I, I, I think I, most of them would. I think they all would. Yeah. Um, would, so I was reading just their stuff. Like, I'd even read um, Piper's breakdown of books, but never go read the actual book. Actually, yeah, yeah. Like, he would break down the Gospels, mm-hmm. and then I'd never actually go read the Gospels and mm-hmm. look at anything he said. So that was me through about uh, 11th grade year. Um, I start... Uh, dating this cute girl named Kara. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, um, and her opinion of me <laughs> before this time in my life is uh, <laughs> she would call me a jackass. <laughs> I'm sure she's never called you that since then. Oh, yeah, she has. <laughs> but, I mean, and if you think about it, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a swimmer. 
that's doing really well where mm-hmm. I'm at. Like, I haven't lost in a couple years. Right. Like, oh, not, okay. Like, I was this. A little bit of ego? Mm. <laughs> but then I was also reading guys like Mark Driscoll uh-huh. and John Piper. Yeah. And So you had a little bit of a Christian ego. I had a Christian ego and an athletic ego. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I got straight A's too. Uh-huh. So, like, I am all ego at this point. <laughs> And you have the really cool swimmer, swimmer shoulders. Dude, I was awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just like a, the trifecta. Yeah. Of... So, um, <laughs> if if there's anyone that is responsible for uh, humbling me <laughs> on a uh, earthly level. Did the Lord send Kara to humble you? Yes, 100%. <laughs> like, if if there is one person that on this earth that has humbled me more than anyone, it is my wife, Kara. <laughs> And I thank God for her every day. Uh, I think most, I think if people are honest in marriage and, and important relationships that most of us would be able to, to say the same, you know, that our spouses and the people that are really, really close to us, mm-hmm. that God, God uses them to, sometimes we talk about iron, well, sometimes scripture talks about iron sharpening iron, but I also think there's a great uh, truth to um, someone helping take off the rough, rough edges. Yeah. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah. So, and they always relate it to like dudes sharpening dudes. <laughs> yeah. And it's and for me it was Kara. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so I started dating Kara and I. St- and she was a swimmer as well. She was a swimmer. Yeah. Uh, I like going to church. I don't remember the first time I met Kara. We've known each other literally our entire lives because of swimming. Because of swimming. Yeah. And event. And we live in different towns, different counties, on different swim teams. Mm-hmm. And but our coaches were best friends, so we were always at the same meets. Yeah. And uh, one day it just went like, hey. "Oh, hey, <laughs> how you doing?" Exactly. <laughs> oh. And then. Run, Kara, run! No, I'm just yeah. kidding. And then our 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 love blossomed on MySpace. Oh, what's this? What's this MySpace you th- you speak of? It was Facebook before Facebook, <laughs> and Kara was always in my top five. Of course she was. <laughs> of course she was. But um, if you moved her out of that, you know, God oh, help the, you. Yeah, if you dropped your, your significant <laughs> other was your number one, and then your best friend was number uh-huh. two, and if the one switched to two, you like, uh oh, uh oh, they must have broke up. You, Something happened. You text them after nine o'clock because it was free. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so back to. So, Kara, you know, Kara is kind of on the same path with me about like not knowing exactly when she started going to church and stuff like that. So we both grew up in churches um, foundational for us. Very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's a lot more sure about her faith journey than I am. Mm-hmm. And, and she, starts, she starts working in me and is like, why are you reading these guys instead of just the Bible? And I kind of blew it off at the time. Yeah. And then just more and more, she was like, those guys are stupid. <laughs> I mean, they're really not, but I know what she's saying. <laughs> and I can hear her saying that. That's what makes me laugh. You so, know, because, well, I mean, it, obviously the guys are not actually no, stupid, but... But I, had, but I had so much wrapped up... You were putting, up, yeah. I was putting so much faith in these guys. She's like, like, comparatively, like, you do literal faith in these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then... So she she brought that down a peg for yeah, you. Yeah, she brought that help. down a peg. And then, so, um, junior year, day and care, everything's going great. Swimming and life is starting to become more and more balanced, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then... Um, End of junior year, me and Kara are uh, 
knowing that senior year is coming, college is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We can go multiple ways. If we go multiple ways, we're probably done. Like and, you could go in different paths yes. as far as, and so, okay. Yeah. Like yep. different life paths mm-hmm. and neither of us wanted to go on a life path without each other. Mm-hmm. And at, uh, the summer after junior year, we decided we got engaged. Wow. So you were, what, 17, 18? 17, yeah. Uh, wow. Kara just turned 17. Uh-huh. Uh, we started dating before she was, the week before she turned 15, so we've been dating two years. Uh-huh. And we're like, I don't see life without you in it. Yeah. So now, because y'all lived in different towns, different counties, everything, swimming was your connecting yep like that's when you saw each other until until i started driving yeah okay yeah right and, okay. and my mom was super cool she was literally drive me an hour away to go see care wow. a couple times a month yeah oh I, I mean i gave my mom a lot of junk but she she's pretty great in in a lot of aspects um but with uh so we got engaged after our junior year and then the youth pastor that was there leaves. So a new one comes So the in. one that you were really connected with. Yeah. Uh, he leaves. Yeah. He, he takes, I think he takes a senior pastor job somewhere in Georgia. Uh, he just finished his master's at Liberty, get, getting married, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. he, so being youth pastor wasn't a top priority. And that weird thing that happens with um, a youth pastors leaving, it hit me really hard. Yeah. They, they go, all right. For you to be able to connect with a new guy, I have to cut you off. Oh. And I didn't understand that at the time. Oh, yeah. It was easy for the other guy because I didn't really have a connection with him. Yeah. But this one hurt. Yeah. And then the new guy came in, and I was so the guy. you're still a junior or you, senior. This is this is right like before. a week before school starts. Oh gosh, my senior yeah. Year. Yeah. We're moving him in, and. uh of course, I'm there to help him move him in and all that good stuff because I'm one of those students that are always active. Mm-hmm. And um, and when I introduce myself and go, "Hey, I'm one of your seniors. I'm a I'm a swimmer. And by the way, I'm engaged." <laughs> and then I started unloading boxes, and he goes, "What? <laughs> you're you're huh? Yeah. So he's like, "Let's go t- on Monday. Let's talk about that." <laughs> I and and. When I met with him, uh, you know, he had a lot of the questions well, that everybody would have. Okay. Why, why well, let me ask married? this question. So your, how did your families react to you guys being engaged so young? Um, and your friends? Friends are completely a 180 from family. Uh-huh. Family was good with it. Okay. Both? Yeah. Both both sides. Uh-huh. Um, my, my parents are like, we love Kara. We love you. Go for it. We hope you, you don't. You know, you know. We hope you don't regret this decision. Yeah. Okay. So they were letting you own your yeah. decisions. Yeah. And and I mean, my my parents were super <clears throat> amazing. They let us move in for a year when mm-hmm. we got married, and like he, my dad basically made us like a two bedroom apartment out of the house. Mm-hmm. So it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, but we still live with them. Um, now friends, they were kind of jerks. Really. At least on my side, I don't know about Kara's side. Mm-hmm. Um, because. They just, it was just so. They didn't get it. They didn't get it, you know, and, and even in the Bible it talks about like, if you know, get married. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Instead of to burn, yeah. burn with passion or yeah. burn. Yeah. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul. Yeah. Just get married. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were, we were at that point where it was like, we knew, 
mm-hmm. you know, or we thought we knew, like mm-hmm. as in we're we're willing to risk everything to try. Right, right. Um, so this new youth pastor guy, me and him click really fast, and he's good with like he's not he's not one hundred percent on board with the wedding. Uh, getting married because I actually asked him to do the wedding mm-hmm. uh, at this point because we're pretty tight mm-hmm. and he starts marriage counseling and something just doesn't sit well with him through mm-hmm. marriage counseling. He says, no, mm-hmm. well, of course I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so I found someone else to marry us. Um, and did his concern, it didn't give you guys any pause at all. Um, yes. For a little while, like yeah. a day. <laughs> Um, yeah, a very little while, yeah. one day. But, I mean, we we thought we were right, so mm-hmm. we were going to do it. But what it did do, mm-hmm. it made me aware of situations that I would not have been cognizant of. Mm-hmm. As Had he not, has brought, he not brought them up. So, even though I, I didn't understand why he wouldn't marry us at the time, mm-hmm. he probably, in at least one situation, he saved our marriage by doing that. Mm. because uh, something happened, and I don't really want to go into too much detail because I haven't asked for permission to share the story. Sure, sure. But um, something happened, and we needed to move. Mm-hmm. And I w- something happened that I was able to pick up on. It was like choosing your spouse or something else. Mm-hmm. And me and Kara was like, all right, we're done. Let's go. Wow. Yep. So uh, we... Uh, that happened on a Thursday. I applied for classes on Friday at VSU. We signed an apartment on Friday. We moved in on Saturday, and I started on Monday. <laughs> this is after you're already married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So kind of kind of skip over senior year because senior year wasn't important to me. Mm-hmm. It was next steps. Like so. When did so you got married right out of high school? Yep. Uh, July thirty first, two thousand ten, after our senior year. So okay. we waited, we, we were going to get married at one point and then her parents were going to have to sign a permission slip. And I was like, nah, they, they would have signed it. Sure. But I didn't, I didn't want a permission slip. <laughs> yeah, so right. we just pushed it two weeks. <laughs> Until she was 18? Until she was 18, yeah. Yeah. So she was 18 for two weeks before we got married. Wow. Um, Y'all were babies. Yep. And now we've been married for 11 years. Yeah. Gosh. But, um, That's awesome. So going through this. And honestly, at because of everything's a next step, mm-hmm. faith isn't very important to me. Mm. It's not that I'm not going to church or anything like that. It's still important. I'm still going to church, right. still, still doing like checking boxes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it's not on the front burner. So you guys chose, so swimming has now kind of taken a back seat. And nope. now at this uh, first year of marriage, I'm uh-huh. swimming on a scholarship for a college. Okay. So I'm trying to do everything. I'm going to school. <laughs> I'm working, I'm married, and, oh and I'm swimming. So I'm trying to do it all. Yeah. And Kara, bless her heart, is hanging in there with me. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just incredible at this point in my life. And at, at the time, I don't realize how amazing she is mm-hmm. for sticking along. Well, I mean, even sticking along now. But <laughs> uh, just going, th- riding with me through this wave because mm-hmm. I have no time for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because I got to do everything to provide, mm-hmm. like... Right. What a minimum wage job will provide. Right. Um, so um, just, I mean, that 
you can just see God's blessing in that, like mm-hmm. grace and blessing in that, that uh, she stayed. <laughs> because it, I, it, we've never really talked about it, but it had to have been awful on her, mm-hmm. you know, because she was stuck in my parents' house while I'm gone doing all these things. Mm. Was she working or going to school? Uh, she, she was, <laughs> she was working at the same place my mom worked. Oh, wow. She was working at the church's preschool. Oh, bless her. Bless her. I mean, not, I mean, I've met your mom. I like your mom. I just, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, that's, it's, it's To a live lot. with your in-laws and then work with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she, so You need to like buy her a present. I do. I, <laughs> that, this sounds petty, but my love language is presents. I do really well with presents. You need to buy her, you need to buy her some jewelry uh, or something. But so... Faith at this point is is not a front burner because I have so much I have like mm-hmm. big scope. I've put so much stuff in front of me that it can't be a priority. I'm glad that you point out the fact that you said you put so yes, much in front I of me. I did this to myself. Because a lot of us wanna say, No, this is the life that's been given. So I you know, it's I have an excuse. Like no, no, I have no. an excuse. I chose everything I'm yeah, doing. I'm glad that you point that out. So like I have note to those who think that there's so much going on that they can't give God the attention that He, and the focus and the devotion because yeah, so, it's our choice. So at this point, He faith is there, but it like I'm a typical churchgoer at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it's there because I'm. It, I'm, I'm it's there, what you do. It's because it's what you do. Like so. Um, and it wasn't like you were you you weren't having like some existential crisis like in the shower. Like, do I even believe in God or not? No, it was no, just I, not. Yeah, you were any kind of major focus. Right. I've I've never actually had that moment of mm-hmm. do I believe do I believe God exists. Mm-hmm. It's more, do I believe that He can save me? Like oh, I, yeah, like yeah. I, that's my existentialism. Yeah, yeah. It's, am I wor- like? Am I worthy? Yeah. That yeah. that's that. I've never I've so never worthy. questioned if God exists ever. But so so now we're at. About Asta, and I still have just as much going on. I've dropped swimming at this point, mm. um, but, but wow! Now I'm at VSU, uh-huh. um, working. Care's working, going to school. So basically, at some point, and you know, you don't share what you want to share, but like, you made the choice to come to Valdosta, and in making that choice, you knew that swimming was now being a competitive swimmer was no longer like the thing. Well, it, it it was kind of the, this, that decision was kind of made for me uh-huh. because I could graduate from the school I was right, at right, and I didn't, or I could graduate and still swim mm-hmm. or I could go to VSU and not swim. Right. Who doesn't have a team. Right. So, so by your choosing to here, come here, it ended swimming for right. me. But it was the right decision yeah, for you so and Karen. 100%. Okay. 100%. Gotcha. Um, and, and my parents helped, and when I told my parents we were moving, they were like, all right, let's go get some boxes. <laughs> they were probably like, praise the Lord. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so we moved to Valdosta, and I'm working at a local grocery. I was working at Harvey's mm-hmm. at Castle Park right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's open all the time. My manager at the time goes to church, so I worked on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So the only time I got to go to church was Easter at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd go on Easter. But I'd found, personally, I'd found a life group that I plugged in with. Right. And these guys, um, church, church was still important enough for me that, it, and Kara, that it never, even though we 
for me, I was mm-hmm. kind of going through the motions. It never went away. Like you, right. Like, right. So when you moved to Valdosta, we went to church. Finding that a church was going to be, yeah. Yeah. We moved Saturday. We went to Northside wow. on Sunday. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Like we didn't, we didn't miss a Sunday when yeah. we moved here. I just right. took a job that said, you're going to work on Sundays now. Right. So, um, and going through college and all that kind of stuff. Um, I still had the Bible knowledge that I had, so I was take so I decided to take some religion classes, and I was like, I'm about to knock these out of the park. <laughs> and then I walk in the first day, and I'm like, all right, Book of Judas. You're like, what? Yep. Like, what, Crap. What, what? I, I, I ended up getting I have some pages. It. Excuse me, excuse me, Professor, I have some pages missing from my Bible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I ended it's up... It's in the Apocrypha, or it's actually one of the... Um, I don't even know if Book of Judas is in the Apocrypha. Uh-huh. I think it's a... There's another term of yeah that they're not you know books that were in the canon no like it was like i can't remember the name it was a completely rejected book like it wasn't put in anything was it i don't know i don't know i mean yeah i think that was one of the more um like this teacher really want to talk about later um book of Judas and the book of mary magdalene ah gotcha okay gotcha (laughs) yeah and so i ended up getting a c in that class and i was like i'll never take a religion class again. it's a gnostic gospel that's the word i was Uh, thinking of gnostic yeah to mean I know, but yeah, yeah, it was never given canon. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so again, at this point, just going doing the doing the church thing the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I've attached to a life group. Kara has not. Um, still just kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm growing, but I'm not really. I'm just kind of. It's it's weird that I'm going through the motions, but I'm staying connected, and that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, and at this point I'm staying connected well enough, but I'm going through the, I'm going through school and trying to get a pre-law degree mm-hmm. and I'm working on my history degree and I'm working on that. And then I have to read this thing called, I have to write this like 45 page paper and read microfilm, which is like <laughs> yeah. really tiny. Microfiche? Yes. I had oh, to, you don't, Yeah. I had to book a time at the library, and I was there at like 2 a.m. And you all just, this... You're describing me writing papers in college. Yeah. That's, and what, that's was, what we had. And it was miserable, 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 miserable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why I was so miserable. And this is the second time ah. God talks to me in mm-hmm. Odom Library. <laughs> you know, See? God is there. In a microfilm room <laughs> at the bottom of Odom Library. He goes, are you done struggling? Wow. So you've heard wake up. Yep. And now, are you done struggling? Yep. Woo! And, and then it was like, go change your major. And I'm like, to what? How far along were you in your credit? I was a senior. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'd, I'd worked wow. all the way through mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. to get a history degree so I could go to pre-law. Yeah. Like, I was going to take the LSAT at the end of the semester, and I was going to go to law school. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, go change your major. I'm like, to what? And wow. he goes, you remember that time when you were doing production at your church? Oof. Do that. Wow. Yeah. And I go the next morning and change my major and basically start over. Wow. And start doing the mass media. And I'm like, I'm going to do church production in church one day. Mm-hmm. No connect. I was, at this point, me and Kara were going to Crosspoint mm-hmm. when I could go. Yeah. Um, I talked to one person about maybe doing tech once, mm-hmm. you know, and hadn't done anything with tech since high school. Yeah. And tech had changed quite a bit, probably, even just in that short Yeah, and time frame. working at a church that didn't have a lot 
of tech compared mm-hmm. to a cross right church, right you know and i go i don't know how, and i'm telling Karen, i'm like i don't know how but i'm gonna work at a church doing tech uh-huh. and she goes you sure I'm like <laughs> yeah i think so i think this is what god wanted me to do and he goes okay like wow. compl- care again completely supportive yeah yeah she thought i was crazy like he, she still thinks I'm crazy sometimes. Well, yeah. But when it comes to, like, when she realizes I'm serious about something, she goes, okay, let's yeah. do it. I know you I know you wouldn't jeopardize our family right. on a whim. Right. Let's do it. Oof. And, you know, then I start doing mass media, and I do it for about two years, mm-hmm. and then I get a call from one of my professors. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, this church need some tech help, and they asked if there's anyone that could keep a clean mouth during a church service. <laughs> and and, it's, it's nice to have that re- prerequisite, yeah. And he said, for some reason, so you're, the, you're the only one I can think of. <laughs> See, so your fruit as a Christian had shown enough to that. <laughs> and, and it's not like... It's not my Christian... Yeah, Christianity doesn't always show the most, but my conservatism, oh. like the way, like the con- so carried yourself and spoke, yeah, and things like that. That yeah. carried. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. So, um, Uncle Larry, uh-huh. uh huh, called me the next day. <laughs> that uh, was the administrator at the church uh, downtown, yep. the First and, Methodist. And um, he said, "We we need someone immediately. Something's happened, and we need you to start Sunday." And I'm working at I've moved to Publix at the time, and I and at this point. Yeah, you know, you're I like was, the produce. Yeah, I was man. I was do, doing really well. Uh huh. I mean, I knew I was working on a media degree, and God says I should work on a at a church tech. But backup plan is I'm going to be uh, management cur- management <laughs> per- Publix, and it, and that was looking really good. Yeah. So Larry calls me and says, "Hey, we need you to do this. We need you just come up here and just see if you can do it." And I meet Larry <laughs> one day, and I'm glad it was Larry because if it was someone that actually knew what they were doing, yeah. I wasn't qualified. <laughs> but you were more qualified than anyone else that I was, was there. <laughs> I, I knew more than he did. <laughs> exactly. That was it. That yeah. was the only thing I had okay. going for Excellent. me. Excellent, yeah. I knew what, I, I could say what that was, and Larry <laughs> didn't know. And uh, Larry, it must have been the Holy Spirit because Bob was in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Larry, it, it had so to happen. So the senior imme- pastor was on vacation. It had to happen immediately. Yeah. Larry had to make a call. Yeah. Like it wasn't time to go to. There wasn't time to go to SPR. Uh-huh. There, it was. This has to happen. Yeah. It had to have been the Holy Spirit because <laughs> it's the only way I could have gotten the job. Yeah. And I started that Sunday at FUMC. Wow. And it was the first time I've been happy with a job in a really long time. Mm. And start start doing that, and then. Um, Bob finally gets back from Hawaii. I meet him, and we he's had people fill in, yeah, in the pulpit. I realize how great Bob is, and I worked there for mm. a couple, about six months until I actually met you. Yeah, you know, I was there for a while before I met mm-hmm. you. Yeah, because you were only there on Sunday mornings, yeah. and you were in the sanctuary. Yep. So and we were over in a whole other building. Like I didn't, I knew there was other staff members, but I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Like I didn't know Solomon's porch existed. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even tell you. No. <laughs> oh, so man. I'm running all the sanctuary tech, and and then um, somehow I hear about there's a college ministry or something, and I'm still in college. So mm-hmm. I 
I go one Thursday night. Yeah. Because it was at Thursdays then. Yeah. And it was Justin's first time yep. leading it. Yeah. Like very first time. Yeah. He'd just taken it over from you, I uh-huh. think, right? Yep. Yep. And it was me, uh, the who were now the Pearsons. Yeah. Right. They married and Lisa. Yep. They weren't married then. Uh, Kara was working mm-hmm. because she was working and going through nursing school, so we still hadn't seen each other very much. <laughs> yet. Um, and some other people I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. But um, and I was like, it it wasn't for me. Yeah. But it made me want to know what was going on outside of the sanctuary that I didn't know about. Right. So that's right. when that's when I like I actually. Uh, I had the early... Because you're, like, married at this point and yeah. all that. So you were kind of at a different place. Yeah. But you were like, oh, there's these other people. Yeah. That, that I didn't... Yeah. So I had, when the 845, the next Sunday when the 8... And I'm actually never told anybody this. After the 845 finished, I went to and li- and watched the rest of the early Solomon Sports Service. Mm, gotcha. Um, and, that, and that's kind of when I was like, oh, this place is home. <laughs> not, not Solomon's Porch. No. FUMC. Yeah. Because I saw people that yeah. I identified with. Mm-hmm. Like, I can make family, like, I can make connections. Right. My wife can find connections. Right. And then Kara, the biggest thing of our faith journey, because at this point, it's not my faith journey, it's our faith journey. Uh-huh. At this point, Kara connects with um, Emily uh-huh. uh, Powell at the time. Yeah. Her women's group. Yep. Yep. And that's when... That community, yeah. And that's when... It became y'all's, both of y'all's church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so we're, we're going, we're going to the, uh, we're going to FUMC and everything's great. Um, I'm fine because of Bob's influence. Yes. I can <clears> say <throat> that he is the first senior pastor mm-hmm. that has been my pastor. Yeah. Yep. Up until then. Your youth pastor. Youth was pastor, your... kids mm-hmm. pastor, stuff like that. So yep. this is my first pastor mm-hmm. as a pastor, yep. and I'm and dude, he, I mean, I I know I sing his praises, but he is kind of yeah. he's that yeah spiritual father yeah he yeah. he really is that for me yeah um, no doubt about it um, and I love that man to death and he's gotten and you you as well <clears throat> but it I had that connection with Bob before I really got to know you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. Um, Going from, so this was 2014 at this point, and then some stuff happens in 2016 that um, you and Bob kind of just saved me from self-destruction. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into, but um, that it, that is actually when I f- see grace as an, it's wonderful. as real it's for so me. Um, and I'm, I'm flying by stuff, but... You're fine. This, no, do what you need to do. This, um, this moment of me identifying grace mm-hmm. is really the first time I had that feeling of my salvation again. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize it until then. Yeah. At, like after, it's uh, probably three or four months after is yeah. when my, not that my connection was restored. Mm-hmm. I found it again. Right. Well, and I, I think you touch on something that's really important, Josh, is that, and it doesn't take, you know, an implosion versus, you know, it, it could be the birth of a child. It could yeah. be a random Tuesday. Like yeah. it doesn't, but when that, 
that aha light bulb moment of the immense grace that God shows to us through mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. and the forgiveness that's offered. Yeah. When that clicks for anybody, uh, wherever they are in their faith journey, whether they have been a Christian for decades or have just said yes, doesn't matter. But when that clicks, that to me is when it really kind of falls in, like everything falls into place as far as living it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, um, you know, I, I, I don't have a doubt in my mind, like if, if something horrible, you know, or you, something had happened to you prior to that understanding of real deep understanding of grace yeah, yeah. and, and you died, like, I, you know, you're, you're saved, you're a believer, you're yep. going to heaven. Yeah. But to live into that and to understand it is, even though for, for a lot of us, it's a, it might be a, a hard road to get us to that place of understanding just because, you know, life, and, and sometimes we're stupid. <laughs> I mean, you, you've all heard my story, so... Um, but that's... It's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. like the, and, the weight of that and, and the power of it. And that's that's honestly the time when I went from uh, Jesus as Lord mm-hmm. to Jesus as Father. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's it's the, the, the love that I understood after that. Mm-hmm. Is is I don't want to say more important, but it it like it changed it your changed understanding, my entire understanding of my faith mm-hmm. to where it is love based as opposed to mm-hmm. lordship based, mm-hmm. which is what I mean. Which he is he is both. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. you know, some people li- live into that lordship and never mm-hmm. even get into love. Mm-hmm. They they live into or they love to talk about Old Testament. God as opposed mm-hmm. to law youth. and love. Yeah. 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 So, um, moving into that. So from a work standpoint, that is when I went from a production quality standard mm-hmm. to a Jesus standard mm-hmm. of my work. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it to, to make it the biggest and flashiest. It's I'm, ministry. It's ministry. Yeah. And yeah. that, and that's when I went for, in my mind, that's when I went from a, um, just a production guy mm-hmm. to a ministry, yeah, um, associate, whatever. Because uh, I, because I, fa- I facilitate a lot. Sure, sure. But L- um, let me ask you this: so you talk about your understanding of God as Father now, and not mm-hmm. just you know uh, overlord, you know, rulemaker. Yeah. So. You become a father in 2018, yeah. 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 So, what? Tell, <laughs> how does that change your your uh, understanding of everything? Well, yeah, so or, yeah. So I say that moment, like coming out of that, was when I really understood grace and love. <laughs> but in t- January 2018 is when I understood my love. Mm. And I'm not talking about Adeline. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Kara. Mm. Like, um, the, I'm going to get emotional talking about <laughs> how um, much I love Kara um, because of her just sticking with me and and everything that we've gone through, and and she's been such a constant, mm-hmm. you know, and. 
it, it's it's emotional to think about how um, because not not because she had Adeline that I love her more, but seeing how much she loves, mm-hmm. you know, it is it just added a whole new layer. Like, yeah, like I you know some people talk about like I don't know if I have enough room in my heart to love more people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like, like going from first kid to, to having two kids. Right. And my heart just got bigger. Right. You know, and it got bigger at, to be a hundred percent honest at when Adeline was here, you know, some people talk about having that instant love for their kid. Mm-hmm. My heart got bigger for Kara. Mm. And then as, at, as Adeline, me and her got connected. My yeah. My heart got bigger for Adeline. Yeah. But when Adeline was born, my heart got bigger for Kara. Mm. Um, and and I understand. And I don't think I can. I don't. When I say understand, I don't think I fully understand. But I get a glimpse at God's love for us. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing I've learned from fatherhood, is how much I and being a husband, being a husband as well, how much God loves, or how much I love them. Is mm. a pale comparison on how much <laughs> God loves us, mm-hmm. and like just the the whole like run to the Father thing mm-hmm. be, is just so much more meaningful to me now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at now is trying to understand the the love that God has for me. I don't have to question mm. everything; I can just embrace the love. And and tell people how how full my heart is because right. he loves me. Yeah, yep. And how and how full my heart is because of people he's given me to love. Mm-hmm. And how big my heart is because he keeps these people in my life. Yep. And that and that's the biggest takeaway from my story mm. is not yes the aha moments are amazing. They and are. they are from God, but where where I'm at right now, the biggest thing is that like it's it's not like the Grinch, like my heart grew two sizes, <laughs> but the but the fullness and completeness I feel because of things God has done, things God is still doing, people got God has placed mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. and being there for me when I wasn't there for them or Him. Mm. Yeah. That's 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 my story in a nutshell. I know it's a lot of junk and then I kind of made sense here. <laughs> no, it's all good. But it's good. Um the I mean, I grew up knowing get fried or get get uh right or get left, you know, sanctified or chicken fried, you know. I I knew that <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> sanctified or chicken fried. Oh my goodness gracious! But that and that was my faith journey for so long, but now knowing the love aspect of it mm-hmm. and 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 the other stuff is there and it's a hundred percent real and all that stuff. But for me, understanding the love changed my changed me as mm-hmm. a husband, a father, a follower, and as an employee. Mm-hmm. You know um, that that has changed me. Uh, 2015 Joshua to 2021 Joshua are two different people. (laughs) And shouldn't that 
in shouldn't we always be being sanctified you know moving on you know that's why we call it a journey of faith and Mm -hmm. um and yeah yeah Mm. and and it's like you know it's my story but it's it's really the story it's really um the life and death of one and the birth and resurrection of another Mm. so it's really god's story yeah He's just being told through Joshua. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's true for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this as kind of a closing uh, as we wrap up. First of all, thank you for sharing. What would you say to the listener, uh, or maybe we have a listener who's going, oh, I really, this is like, this reminds me of my the person I know who just you, you had the same kind of background or upbringing. What do you say to the person who has the knowledge and has the the church history uh like you um you can can say the things and do the bible drills but is missing the the aha grace love what do you what would you say to them how would you encourage them uh first i would say because at first i challenge them i'd be like well what are you doing with it because mm-hmm. that was one thing that i wasn't doing i had it all what are you doing with the information what are you doing yeah. with it what do you you know how because the information is that God loves and, mm-hmm. all, and and how important his love is, but how are you living into it? Yeah. How are you living it out? How are you being poured in and being poured out? Not just being poured in knowledge, but how are you, mm-hmm. how are you um, loving people? Mm-hmm. And then it, and if you feel like, well, God, I don't have that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Find someone that can help. Find a mentor that can help you get mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Because too many, so much of my story is me doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. It's not very communal, is it? Right. <laughs> and moments when moments when I have those connections with people, yeah, is when, and I'm not trying. I'm not saying like trying to be like those people because that's when I got. But, like, when I had someone pouring into me mm-hmm. is when I was closest with God. Yeah. So find someone that, and they don't have to be smarter than you. They don't have to be more <laughs> Bible knowledge than you because, who knows, you there you might be one of the most Bible-knowledge persons and most lost people you ever meet. Mm-hmm. So who cares if, they, if you know more about Pharisees, the Bible? Pharisees, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> find someone that loves God more than you. Mm. And then let let them teach you. There that, you go. That's the that's the biggest Yeah. Like if I could travel back in time, that's what I'd tell uh ninth grade Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for allowing me to. Yeah. And I know that, that I know it will be a blessing to a lot of people. Uh Porch community, thanks for hanging out with us. Um is there anything we want to share that's coming up? Uh, we're we're wrapping up our uh, eight traits series. Yep. Um, if you're listening chronologically and at this time, we're going to be wrapping up our series this coming Sunday, um, October third, and uh, starting a new series October. Uh, I guess that would be the tenth. Tenth. Yep. Um, and we're going to be uh, walking through the book of Exodus, which is so fun. We're going to the Old Testament times, but my goodness gracious, it is. So much of where we are right now. So we're going to be in the book of Exodus. So that's that's good. And we've got some 
some things coming up. We're going to let you know we got some stuff for men coming up, and we're going to have a fall festival coming up. We're going to let you know all those dates coming real soon. So, so hang in. So hang in. But thanks for being with us today, Josh. Again, thank you for all you do. Thank you for sharing your story and porch community. We look forward to seeing you guys soon. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.